All right, good afternoon, everyone. Um, my name is Chuck, and um, I'm here from the partner organization. Uh, I uh, lead the global team that uh, uh, works with the uh, database partner ecosystem, and I have with me Cy Reddy today, and he'll be coming up a little later. Uh, he works with our global SI teams. So we're talking about best practices for building a partner uh, database practice on AWS. Um, to get into what we're gonna talk about, um, we'll lay out the opportunity. Uh, there's a few interesting points to talk about there. Um, five steps to building a practice. These are, are methods that we've seen uh, when we work with our partners. These are the successful ways we've seen that they move along. Um, an Aurora program. Uh, and five best practices that we map into uh, the, the practice building uh, flow. So you'll see what the, what the flow looks like. You'll see how um, our program efforts help to support that and uh, help partners build their practices. We'll talk about some additional resources um, and then some concrete next steps you can take. So first I'll talk about the partner opportunity. Um, there's a few elements here that I want to kind of lay out and we'll bring together in a few slides. So uh, the first thing we'll talk about is just in the general market, um, when, you, when you come to sessions like reInvents, you come to uh, AWS summits, we talk a lot about big data, we talk a lot about newer technologies, um, AI and ML, and uh, a lot of great, really cool technologies like that, but the fact is that most of the world still runs on relational databases. Um, relational databases represent 90% of current database deployments, according to an IDC study. Um, and what we also see is that uh, a lot of enterprises are still at the beginning of their journey. So this is a stat from uh, a different study of cloud computing trends that one-fifth, 68% um, of enterprises run less than a fifth of their application workloads on the cloud. So there's room to grow. And then the third part of this is that we know that migrations are accelerating. So when you think about these things together, you have a lot of relational database workloads that have not yet made it to the cloud, um, and those migrations are accelerating. So you have an opportunity, there's a window of opportunity to be moving people to the cloud in their, in their relational database applications. How many people were here uh, for reInvent last year? So you probably remember uh, Andy Jassy talking about DB Freedom. And uh, when he was up there at the keynote talking about uh, customers who don't want to pay necessarily for commercial uh, database licenses when they don't have to. They can be very expensive. They can have restrictive terms. Um, and open source technologies like MySQL and Postgres have become really popular choices because they don't have attached license fees. They don't have support contracts. Uh, and customers know that they can move these workloads around uh, without having to go through an audit, without having, to, uh, with, without having to deal with getting out of some of these things. So in response to customers asking for uh, freedom, we've built a few uh, different products, and I'll click through these uh, fairly quickly. We have Amazon RDS, which as most of you probably know has been around for more than 10 years now. Uh, it automates a lot of operational aspects of database administra administration, such as patching, uh, backups, provisioning. It offers features built in that are enterprise-like features, uh, encrypted backups with KMS, um, automatic failover to uh, availability zones. Um, a couple of years ago, we launched Amazon Aurora on MySQL, uh, which now also supports Postgres in production. Um, and that took 
uh, RDS to the next level. So Aurora is actually part of the RDS family. Um, but we made performance improvements uh, and we made a lot of availability improvements. The storage spans three availability zones. You can lose an availability zone for Aurora and still do reads and writes. You can lose two availability zones and still do reads. And we're also starting to integrate Aurora more with the rest of the platform. So uh, one example is you can call Lambda functions inside Aurora MySQL. So you can actually interact with the rest of AWS from inside the database, which is some pretty cool stuff. And then finally, uh, we've added the ability to make it really easy for you to migrate. So the database migration service uh, is a service where you pay only for the cost of the EC2 service to run it. Um, and it can move data between engines, so you can move data from Oracle to PostgreSQL, for example, and it can convert the schemas. Schema conversion tool, which is part of DMS, uh, can translate, say, PLSQL to, to PostgreSQL if you want to move from Oracle to Postgres. Uh, it also works from uh, other commercial engines and other commercial data warehousing products. For example, you can move from Teradata to Redshift. Uh, you can also do change data capture, so you can do zero-time cutovers, and you can set it up in continuous replication mode. So as customers have asked to be free, um, we've provided a lot of technical support for these things, and uh, that has, um, we, we've had a lot of partners pop up and ask us the question, well, if you're doing this, and you're building all these things, why should we work with you? Um, they don't necessarily ask it that bluntly, but they kind of do ask that. <laughs> you know, are, are you automating me out of a job? And the answer is no, absolutely not. So customers need help in a lot of areas. Um, and, and this has been true for, for decades when it comes to um, IT support, relational databases, and application support. Um, the little yellow dot up here, RDS and Aurora really help automate in, in ways where automation is, is, is possible and where automation is really a great solution. Uh, database operations, those things we just talked about, backups, patching, provisioning, failover, a lot of these things where it's much more reliable uh, to script it. In fact, if there's DBAs in the room here, DBAs have been scripting this stuff since it was scriptable. So automation has always been the goal. But there's a lot more that customers still need. They need troubleshooting. Uh, they need performance troubleshooting. They need system architecture and design. RDS and Aurora don't solve these problems for customers. Our partners, in many, many cases, solve these problems for customers. Security, governance, compliance, we provide a lot of the features to use, but how those features are implemented and how those features are used is really dictated by the customer's requirements, and partners help with that as well. Schema development is, is another. If you're designing an application from scratch, RDS is not going to design your schema for you. Neither is Aurora. And customers still need help with their planning and strategy. So, so lifting out of the technology a little bit, migrations. We have customers doing large-scale migrations. And when they do those migrations, one of the biggest questions they have is, what am I going to do with my database workloads? Some of them may be appropriate just to lift and shift right over. Others, it may be appropriate to completely refactor them into newer technologies. It might be the right time to do that. Project planning and management, staff augmentation, these are things that our partners have been doing forever that RDS and Aurora don't really address. Partners need to, to handle these things. Um, and many of them are asking for, customers are asking for ongoing managed services as well. So once you've moved me to the cloud, keep helping me out with my workload. 
And so to help customers and to help our partners um, perform you know, this level of, of support, we've spun up a lot of programs, and I've, I've featured a few of them here. Uh, we have the Rethink program, which is a uh, large-scale proof-of-concept program that uh, helps customers test out Aurora for those who haven't really used it before. We have DB Freedom that Andy Jassy was talking about last year. We have a whole initiative around helping customers move from commercial database to our open source engines, if that's what they'd like to do. Uh, and we also have the Partner Migration Program, which helps on larger scale uh, overall migrations, uh, where we might need to do an assessment, a really involved assessment, before we even know what we would want to test out in a proof of concept. Partners are involved in every single one of these programs to help customers move. And customers are really responding. Amazon Aurora is the fastest growing service in AWS history. Now, that's a stat we've talked about before. One stat you might not have heard before, and this is true, is that partner-led Amazon Aurora adoption is the fastest growing database service. So our SI partners are driving more Aurora in that accelerating uh, service area than, than any other part. And so what does that really lead to? It goes back to the question of, are we automating our partners out of a job? The answer is a very firm no. There's a massive opportunity. 90% of database workloads are still relational, so most of the databases out there are relational. Most of our customers or potential customers have not moved all the way to the cloud yet. They've moved a portion, but they haven't moved everything, and we know that those migrations are accelerating. So we are partnering very closely with SIs who specialize in database workloads to move them to the cloud, to provide technical support, to provide planning, uh, and we're providing programs to help them make that easier for customers. And that's, that's our job, that's mine and size job. So yeah, the general message there, um, this really great slide, we actually had to pay for this particular slide, the rest was all free, you just type that in, but the clouds are really kind of cool. It's on the cloud, we're in the clouds. Guys, got to wake up. This is like day one. This is how you're supposed to be. Anyway, um, I'm going to turn it over to Sai here, and Sai is going to talk about the steps to practice building and how our programs map into that. Thank you, Chuck. As uh, hello, everyone. As uh, Chuck talked about, what's the opportunity for partners in this space? What I'm going to be spending uh, probably the next 30 minutes is. You know, what are some of the steps that you could uh, take to build a database practice on AWS? And what are some of the resources available to you to build your practice on AWS from, from AWS site as an AWS partner? Uh, some best practices that, uh, based on working with a number of partners um, that we recommend, what we have seen working, as well as uh, we will highlight a couple of uh, customer success stories through our partners. We have a, a variety of partners, some are very specialized in a particular use case or workload to full scale, full stack, uh, you know, MSP, uh, as well as you know, SI partners. So we'll share with uh, a couple of customer and partner success stories as well. So as I said, you know, when you, if, if you're a partner that's maybe new to AWS, maybe you have a traditional uh, database business, but you're looking at, uh, you know, expanding your uh, you know, revenue stream by working with customers on AWS. Uh, how can you start, right? So this, we, we built a simple five-step process, uh, and hopefully this, this will be helpful. 
you know, it starts with you know planning as as any any new business venture or new uh, practice building starts. You got to know what uh, what are your capabilities, what are your strengths, uh, what are some of your target customers, what type of services you want to provide. Uh, maybe maybe you're a big SI that could cover a lot of services. Maybe you're a specialist partner that want to focus on one or two areas. So you want to you want to you know figure figure that out uh, in doing the planning process. Right. Uh, one important thing you want to figure that out as well is what are some of the gaps, and how do you get your target state either through a variety of uh, you know stages such as ramping up, uh, getting your first couple of wins on AWS, as well as scaling this out uh, through marketing demand gen programs. Um, so let's talk a little bit more details about you know each of the steps. Right. So as I said, um, as I work with a number of partners that are brand new to AWS but are really good at database. And there are some things that are new to the, to, to the cloud that you might want to factor that in into your planning. A lot of your DBAs and engineers are really know uh, the MySQL, the, the Postgres, these this Oracle databases, you know, the SQL Server. But you want to understand how, does it, how, do, how do those engines work on AWS, right? Well, how does the support model differ uh, on AWS versus on-prem? Uh, a lot of those things have to be you know, uh, taken uh, into, into your planning, right? Uh, one thing about different type of services that you want to offer. Do you want to offer MSP only, or do you want to offer consulting? Do you want to offer migration services? So what I've done is a lot of times I went to uh, partners and sat with them and helped them through this planning process. So we have, and our team can help you as you're uh, you know, thinking, about, thinking through this, right? So that's, that's the planning process, you know, figuring out what, what's your current state, where do you want to, uh, you know, what do you want to do on AWS, and how can you get there uh, by filling in the gaps? You know, the second step is ramp up. You know, there are three different, um, you know, diff different folks that you want to you know, look at in terms of ramping up. The technical staff, which is key, but at the same time, your sales staff as well as marketing, right? Uh, the technical staff, it's about understanding how RDS works, how Aurora works, uh, what are some of the different ways that you could troubleshoot, you know, uh, performance tuning, managed services on AWS. Uh, and for your sales staff, it's about you know, how is it selling uh, an AWS service different from an on-prem service or, or something on a, um, you know, in a co-location facility, right? How does it differ in terms of support? What are the unique uh, value propositions for running a database on, on AWS? So those, you know, how do you identify a database opportunity? These are some of the things that you, know, you should be uh, helping your sales staff understand and um, you know, identifying the right opportunity and, and walking through the customer through this process. Uh, and then the marketing staff, how do you uh, position this? How do you sell your services? How do you generate demand for your uh, new service offering? Uh, so this is the ramp up process. We do have, um, I'll talk about it in the next uh, couple of slides, but we do have some resources that can help you with this. And the next one is uh, you know, getting a couple of Lighthouse customers, right? Uh, getting your first one or two wins Instead of trying to boil the ocean, let's start with one or two customers and try to get, uh, maybe they may be your existing customers uh, who you are helping with on-prem um, managed services or consulting services. Maybe you know, they already trust you. Maybe that's a good starting point. You can, you can work with them and see if you can help them um, building their systems and databases on AWS. So getting your first lighthouse win is key. Getting your first couple of wins will give you that, uh, the confidence, your teams, uh, on how to, you know, they can, they can figure out how, how is it different on on-prem versus AWS, 
And, and one thing that I highly recommend is you know, asking for that reference, right? Um, you, do your, you, do, you do a great job, but if, if it's not a referenceable customer, if there's no case study, you know, it's not gonna really help you to, in terms of demand gen and scaling. So for the first couple of customers, you really wanna you know, put that in there and say, you know, I will, can, you, can you be our reference? And we will we'll support you through that process. If there's anything that we could do from AWS side to help you to get your first referenceable wins, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to support you. And then, you know, replicating this. You got your first win, you got your uh, second win. How do you replicate this? How do you scale this, right? Uh, maybe you could create some, um, uh, some, some industry-specific offerings, or maybe you can uh, cross-sell to uh, some of your customers. Uh, maybe you could look at some new customers. So how can you scale this out through repeatable processes, uh, through, uh, through your technical staff and your, to your sales staff? Uh, by, by building a repeatable and scalable process. And the next step is, you know, really scaling this out, maybe thinking about a, a cloud center of excellence that's the core team uh, that really uh, uh, be, the, be the core, uh, the, the center of excellence, and then, uh, and then training your broader teams, not, you know, the, ones, uh, the teams that are just not database teams, but, you know, the, the sales teams, the marketing teams. Um, that not just uh, sell their services on AWS, but on-prem. That way, your whole organization is completely familiar with um, how to position this, how to sell this, and how to deliver these services. So that's the way to, you, know, you can scale. And you say, this is all good, but you know, what can AWS uh, provide as we, as we build our practices on AWS? So we have a couple of resources that are, uh, that are available. So my team, uh, we, we work with uh, partners both SIs and ISVs as they build their practices on AWS. So let me walk through a couple of uh, resources that, that you, know, you can use as you build your practices on AWS. So as I said, our, our team helps SI partners um, as well as ISVs actually uh, build their practices on AWS. We have a couple of uh, requirements to be part of the program and there are some benefits available as well. Um, so let me map to the practice building five steps to the resources that are available. That way for every step of the practice building, you could, you could see what are some of the resources that are available uh, from AWS as, you know, as an AWS partner that are available to you. Number one, planning. Uh, during the planning phase, um, you have uh, the partner uh, team available for consultation help with uh, building your business case, uh, TCO. Uh, we, could, we could spend some time with you either through, uh, to, through a Chime or even coming on site uh, and, and helping you through the business, business planning process. And then doing the ramp up, I think this is, this is an important, uh, once, once you have your management buy-in and you say you wanna build, you know, build your practice on, uh, on AWS, um, then the ramp up process is key. Uh, having that executive buy-in uh, identifying a core group of people and, and training them on AWS services, Aurora and RDS is key. So we do have some resources, uh, trainings available to train your team on uh, technical staff, uh, as well as some of the marketing and sales staff. Uh, we can help you with the training, training process. We can also, um, we also have some um, credits that are available if you wanna go learn the service, experiment with the services, and uh, figure out how to build an offering on top of that. 
We have uh, sandbox credits, innovation credits that we could uh, uh, provide so that your teams can build and uh, learn um, by, by actually you know, playing with the service. And then um, getting a Lighthouse customer as, as the third step. How do, we, how do we help in this, in this step? Uh, as, you, as, you, as you get your first, first or second win, um, you are really good at you know, your traditional database, but as I said, there will be some things that are different on AWS. We could provide you technical support. We have access to uh, product team. We have access to uh, the specialist solution architects. We have access to uh, the solution architects in your region. So we can help you. Uh, we could be, as part of your team, help you be successful for your first couple of wins. That way you're comfortable with doing those on your own as you, as you do more of those. And the next step is replicating. As you try to scale this out, um, we have a lot of market development funds, uh, proof of concept funds, as well as uh, credits available that we could provide uh, to you to scale your um, practice and uh, business on AWS. We have a marketing center, partner marketing center. I don't know how many of you are familiar with that. It helps you to uh, drive demand gen, demand gen through uh, focus campaigns, that we have a lot of assets available to you that you could, that you could use. Uh, you don't have to start from the scratch. We could provide you a lot of content for those campaigns um, as, you, as you do these. And we also have some funds available that we could uh, support as, as you do those campaigns. You could have guest speakers from AWS that could be presenting with you side by side um, as you do these campaigns, workshops, webinars so that the customer knows we are working as a team, you're working closely with AWS, that gives them confidence um, as, you, as you do projects with them. And the next you know, step is scaling. In the scaling step, it's, it's, it's taking to the, 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 the next level, right? You, you got your first wins, you build your, you build your practice, uh, you're replicating it, you're scaling it. This is where uh, we, could, we include you in some of the programs that AWS is driving. Uh, we, we have our own sales kickoff. We include some of the go-to partners. We have a capability matrix and say, these partners are doing these uh, solutions. These guys are good at these. Uh, they, they have these case studies. So we could highlight you internally to our sellers so that they can reach out to you as they find the right customer with the right use case and say, maybe you could come and help this customer uh, build a solution or migrate to AWS or manage their uh, solution on AWS. So that would, be, uh, that would be actually really useful as you get inbound leads from AWS um, as you're proving yourself through your flagship um, initial couple of wins and uh, through the business plan and your commitment. As, um, so we just, we, just, we just reviewed the five steps as well as some of the resources available. I want to highlight some of the best practices based on what I've seen working with partners. This is a little bit migration heavy. So focused on help, you know, migration partners, but this could be applicable for any customers that are uh, any partners that could be MSP partners, consulting partners, uh, even the bigger SIs or even boutiques. As you know, as, as a lot of you know, a lot of times that uh, if you're a technical person, you really get excited about the product and the service, and you start pitching that product or service to the to the customer, and sometimes we forget what are the customers objectives here, you know? Uh, what do they really want to achieve out of this? So it's, you really don't want to, you know, 
forget about this, even though it's very basic to uh, any, any selling process. So you want to understand, are they trying to save costs? Uh, is it more of, you know, they want to move away from commercial engines and reduce costs and move to more open source based, such as RDS MySQL Postgres or Aurora MySQL or Postgres? You know, what is the driving factor for them, right? Are they doing a hardware refresh and they don't want to manage hardware anymore, trying to uh, move to a more as a service type infrastructure model? What are some of the drivers, right? Are they trying to retire a data center? Um, so th those are some of the things you want to understand. What are their objectives so you could provide them the right solution? And the second one is start with an assessment. I know, you know, sometimes you get these, uh, you talk to a customer and say, okay, just let's, let's, let's start, you know, tell me how much it's going to cost. It's really going to, uh, it's, it's really hard to give that number to them if you don't really understand their business objectives, the technical requirements, the functional requirements. So you want to start with a quick assessment. Maybe it's a quick one-day uh, assessment that you can spend, uh, work with the customer and get all the details. Or maybe it's a full one-week-long assessment because it's a bigger data center migration deal. You want to know all the inventory of the assets, the different compliance requirements, security requirements. So I would highly recommend starting with an assessment instead of jumping right into the solution so that you, you provide the customer with the, with the right architecture that meets their uh, the needs, whether it's compliance, security, cost savings, whatever it might be. And then recognize the you know, migration situations, right? What are, you know, there are different, different migration scenarios. One, maybe let's say you are running a MySQL community edition, you want a more high performance, highly scalable database, you may want to move to Aurora MySQL. It's more like a like-to-like -like migration. There's another scenario where customer is running on a commercial database and wanted to move to more open source database to reduce cost. That's more of a heterogeneous migration. So you want to understand what are the, what are, what's the scenario here? Is it a homogeneous migration, heterogeneous migration? Um, does the customer have the expertise in the source and the target databases? Uh, what are some of their application dependencies? You want to understand all those scenarios. And then choosing the right engine, right? So we do, uh, we do offer a variety of database engines, uh, starting from Postgres, uh, MySQL, to Oracle, SQL Server, DynamoDB, MariaDB, even Redshift. So you want to understand there's a lot of factors that go into picking the right engine. Uh, our recommendation is if, you, if it's a net new application, if you're starting from scratch, you don't have any, any uh, migration scenarios, and if you need a relational database, Start with Amazon Aurora. It supports both MySQL and Postgres. Uh, if you need a NoSQL database, we recommend DynamoDB. And if you need a data warehousing solution, we recommend Redshift. But sometimes there's going to be scenarios where you're actually migrating from um, a, an existing application that might have some requirements or dependencies. So that might lead you to uh, maybe another commercial engine. Uh, so there are a lot of you want to do that assessment and get all the details so that you could recommend them the right engine. And this is, this is something I, I really seen working well with a lot of partners, is creating a packaged offering that really helps your teams to start the conversation. Uh, maybe a quick, uh, you know, we in AWS, uh, I've seen the words using like jumpstart package or a quick start package where you can go in and start with a quick one day, two day assessment, uh, followed by a proof of concept and a migrating one or two workloads. So maybe the whole process could be anywhere from two weeks to 12 weeks. Uh, it clearly outlines what's the scope, 
What are some of the deliverables? What's the, you know, the, what's the cost? Uh, at least the ballpark. That way when your uh, seller goes and talking to the customer, uh, it gives them an idea of, okay, this is what I'm looking at. It. This, is, this is what the complexity might look like or the timeline. Uh, so I highly recommend uh, looking at your core offerings and whether it's migrations or uh, consulting or managed services, creating a quick jump start uh, to really um, you know, accelerate the customer adoption. So now I want to uh, share a couple of uh, partner success stories. Uh, we are, as I said, we are working with a number of partners in this area. Uh, I have three stories that I'm highlighting today, but there are a number of other partner success stories as well. Uh, let's start with you know, the Trimble and OpenSCG success story. So what OpenSCG, when, uh, OpenSCG is a leader in, in a Postgres um, area. They help uh, customers migrate from commercial engines to Postgres. Uh, they're really uh, experts in this area. They've done a number of migrations in this area. So what they did in this scenario is a customer, Trimble, who uh, a fleet management company, was looking at, um, they have a huge data warehouse, and in order to improve performance, they have two choices. One, they could go to a bigger machine and refresh the hardware, so they got bigger CPU, bigger memory, but that triggers purchasing additional licenses uh, from the commercial database vendor. Um, so they were looking at options. What are some of the other, other alternative ways they, they could do this? And then they reached out to OpenSCG, who actually helped them migrate from Oracle uh, Data Warehouse system uh, to RDS Postgres. Uh, since the data size is too big, they used a, a, a AWS Snowball to actually migrate the data uh, and then finish the migration uh, without any hiccups. Actually, the quote from the customer VP was that it was such an uh, uneventful thing. The customers didn't even notice such a migration happened. It, was, it happened during a weekend, and on Monday, it was business as usual. Um, and, the, and the result for the customer was that they were able to avoid a huge capital expenditure uh, and at the same time, it, without causing any disruption to the customer. Uh, so OpenSCG, really, we started working with them uh, uh, for about a year now, and they, they reached out to us, and we, we got into the system. They became an AWS partner, uh, and, and through this one-year journey, uh, the number of uh, success stories that they, and the number of customers they helped is, is really tremendous. And they really work very closely with us. Another success story is with uh, Percona. Percona is a leader in uh, MySQL, uh, MongoDB, and a lot of open source data management. They provide uh, both consulting, managed services. Uh, what they did with Lookout, a mobile security company, uh, was that they helped, they were, uh, the, it's, a, it's a startup company, it was growing super fast. They were looking at a solution that really scales as their user base grows. Uh, so they were actually already running on Aurora, uh, on RDS, and they had like 35 master-slave you know, sharding uh, servers running on, and they were looking at it and say, I need someone to come in and help me optimize this architecture and design and optimize my AWS investment. So Percona went in, uh, they, uh, they helped the customer optimize the architecture, move from uh, from like 35 uh, master-slave shards to like 10 uh, servers, and at the same time offering ongoing managed services to the customer. Uh, this really helped the customer optimize their AWS investment and save a lot of money, uh, both in the capital as well as in OPEX. 
And another success story is with uh, DataWell and CO Clarity. So DataWell is one of the leaders. Uh, I believe they're one of the biggest uh, remote DBA company in North America. They offer a variety of services, both uh, data management as well as um, business intelligence and application services. Uh, they helped a customer named CEO Clarity. CEO Clarity helps customers optimize their search engine optimization. What they did was customer uh, was running a MySQL Community Edition on-prem. Uh, they reached out to DataWell for help, and DataWell uh, helped them migrate to Aurora and, um, and then actually offer managed services on top of that as well. Uh, so what, uh, what DataWell did was took a database that was running on a community edition and really made it highly performant and highly scalable uh, through their managed services and consulting services. So these are some of the partner success stories. Uh, these partners work very closely with us. Uh, and as we said, we help them all, all through those phases, through the planning, uh, all the way to, you know, some of them are really good at already what they do, but we help them with some of the ramp up. Depending on the partners, there may be, as you do your business plan, there may be some gaps that are unique to you um, that, you know, that all those five steps doesn't apply to everybody, but if you have some gaps that, that you'd like AWS to help, then, you know, our team can help you. Uh, there are a number of other partners as well, like Rackspace, uh, DBBest, North Bay. Uh, we are working with a lot of partners in the space, and, and these partners are actually um, helping customers um, use RDS and Aurora and offering a number of services such as migrations, managed services, uh, and some of them even uh, offering uh, their products on AWS Marketplace. So with that, I think I'll just do a quick re recap. Uh, Chuck talked about uh, the opportunity for partners in this space. I talked about uh, five steps to practice building on AWS. Um, I also talked about some of the resources available to you as an AWS partner to build your practice on AWS. Uh, we also talked about some of the best practices, and we highlighted some of the customer and partner success stories in this area. Uh, so key takeaways, define your uh, offering, define your, uh, you know, come up with a packaged offering. Um, assign resources, you know, executive commitment is important. Assign resources, train them. Uh, find both marketing, technical, as well as sales staff. Uh, and if you do need help, you know, you do reach out to our team. Uh, I have the email alias there, AWS Database Partners at Amazon.com. And, you know, we are happy to help you, whether you're a new partner to AWS or an existing partner that want to uh, generate new revenue stream by branching out into by building more offerings in the database area. Uh, please don't forget to, you know, rate our session. Uh, in the mobile app, we, we always appreciate your feedback, so we could uh, you know, improve upon this. With that, um, I'm done with the session. I'm happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Thank you.